You're listening to The Voyager in association with Turkish Airlines on Monocle 24. Hello and welcome to The Voyager here on Monocle 24. Monocle's travel show spotlighting outposts of opportunity for business, pleasure and inspiration all around the world. I'm Steve Bloomfield. This week we're in Sarajevo, where your guide is Monocle's Guy Delorney. Welcome to Sarajevo. That's a phrase which used to raise eyebrows in the 1990s, but these days it's much more likely to lift the spirits. I'm Guy Delaunay, and I've been a regular visitor here over the past few years. Almost 400,000 people call Sarajevo home, and virtually all of them will proudly tell you that for centuries this city has been the crossroads of east and west. It's a place where you can see mosques, churches and synagogues within yards of each other. And everywhere you look in Sarajevo, there's evidence of its past. Ottoman influence in the culture of coffee and craftsmanship, Habsburg buildings and Viennese cake emporiums, and the remnants of the major sports event of the Yugoslav era, the Sarajevo Winter Olympics of 1984. This city can't escape its history, but that's part of the attraction. And now Sarajevo's enjoying a tourism boom, the likes of which it's never seen before. To discover why, let's meander round the staggeringly pretty old town with an expert on the subject. And this is the heart of Sarajevo's old town. It's known as Bascharsha in the local language, and it's a it's a warren of very attractive alleys with wooden-fronted shops, restaurants and cafes. And it's, as the evening comes along, it's where the Sarajevans like nothing more than to go for a promenade. And I'm taking my promenade now with Kat Norman Tahirovic, who runs a boutique hostel here in Sarajevo, number one ranked on TripAdvisor, no less, uh, called the Doctor's House. Uh, Kat, what, what do you like about Bashtasha, the old town here? Oh, Sarajevo is something special. You really have to come just to experience it. But the beauty of Bashtarsha, you have, you have everything just piled into one small place. There's even a, a line on the street where the Ottoman Empire, left over from the Turkish and the Austro-Hungarian, meet each other face to face on the street. You can look one way, see nothing but Ottoman, the other way, nothing but Austro-Hungarian. In the surrounding streets, it all just mingles in a strange, funny way. You'll be sitting at a cafe where you've got hookah. And then right next to it, a fine Austrian coffee house or, or brew pub or something like that. The city holds no bounds. It really, it's all just mixed and mashed in there, making Sarajevo, as they say, the meeting point of East and West. This is nonetheless, it's, it's a very attractive uh, place to visit. And I think Sarajevo is like nowhere else in the former Yugoslavia in terms of city. As you go through Bashtasha, as the evening is coming on, you see all the lights coming on on the hills which surround the city. And the, the effect is really quite magical. Now, you, you work in a tourism-centered business. Mm -hmm. How have you seen things going in the past couple of years? It's exciting to be a part of. I came here two years ago to open up a business and everybody told me you're crazy. There's not enough tourists to fill the, the hostels and hotels that are already there. Knock on wood, we've been full ever since we opened and we can't, we, we can't fill in, put enough beds for people to fill. 
tourism numbers are increasing 20 to 30 percent every year, almost unheard of in the industry and other places. And you can see why. Sarajevo was hitting its prime. There's no limit to the amount of things. No matter what kind of tourist you are, Sarajevo has something to offer, and it offers it at the right price. Well, we have now reached the, the point in our walk through Bashar where we're, we're leaving the old bazaar now. And uh, just as you said, Kat, here we have the, the sign embedded in the pavement, uh, a compass showing the points of east and west. And just in case you didn't get it, a slogan, Sarajevo meeting of cultures. And uh, this is what this city once was and it hopes to be again. I would say it is again already. You're already drawing people back together. Previously, that was something very simple as the Ottoman to the Austro-Hungarian. Now we're seeing people from all over the world coming here, also known as a little Jerusalem. Because of it being a religious center, it has a Catholic church, a Serbian Orthodox cathedral, a mosque, and a synagogue, all within a square kilometer of each other, even closer than those in Jerusalem. It has the Haggadah, the book that's brought over from Spain during the Spanish Inquisition, one of the original texts of the Bible and other holy books. You have this religious draw, you have a nightlife draw, you have a nature draw, and already you're seeing people, one person coming for this and another person coming for that, sitting down at a cafe and having a conversation. All this walking around Bascharsha is bound to work up an appetite. Luckily, Sarajevo isn't short on dining options. If you want to keep it local, just stay in the old bazaar and sit down at a Chavapi restaurant where you can tuck into the pride of Sarajevo, the grilled mid-speef kebabs matched with lepinia flatbread and a shopska salad with burstingly fresh tomatoes. And you can wash that down with a drinking yogurt. Or you could nip up a side alley to find Dveri, a cosy wooden grotto with a fine selection of local specialities like Ivar red pepper relish and Kaimak clotted cream to accompany sizzling steaks. There are stylish modern options too, like Nuvi on the hill above the city's biggest green space, Veliki Park, and a personal favourite, Delicatessna Radnya on the riverside next to the National Theatre. But now, let's stop for a coffee at Girlo, perched just up the hill from Bascharsha, where your beverage of choice comes with a detailed explanation. Um, I ordered the Bosnian coffee. As you can see, this is, this is one of the longest traditions in Sarajevo, and if you come to Sarajevo, of course, you won't be able to go one meter down the street without somebody telling you, you need to go for a coffee, let's go for a coffee. It's an integral part of the society and the people. But also, having originally come from the Turkish tradition, they've made it their own, partly through using specifically copper pots, which apparently heat the coffee as, as, a, as best as it can be done. There's etchings on the plate work, the pot, the cup, and it's all traditional designs, traditional patterns from Bosnia that they've adapted through the years. Specifically, when you get the coffee, you should know that never stir the whole cup. You've got grounds in the coffee. This is not, you know, it's not like your traditional American coffee where it's been filtered or your traditional espresso. It's got grounds. You need to stir only the very top, and that stirs up the cream, just like the crema that you get in your espresso. After you stir it, the grounds will settle. You take the crema, put it in each cup. If you've got several people, everybody should get a little bit of the crema, just like an espresso. It's the most desirable and flavorful part of the coffee. And then you can pour the coffee naturally, eat it with sugar cubes, Turkish delight. Excellent experience. <laughs> Here are five things you really should do in Sarajevo. Eat chavapi. There's a good reason why you'll find Sarajevo kebabs on the menu at restaurants all over the former Yugoslavia. Visit the National Museum. The political wrangles which caused a three-year closure haven't really been resolved, so go while you can. 
walk through Bashchasha at sunset and watch the lights sparkling in the hills surrounding the city. Drop in on an artisan. The old bazaar still has traditional leather and metal workers, as well as a few adding a more modern twist to time-served methods. Sing Sevda, or at least have a listen to Sarajevo's best-loved music, songs of loss and longing dating back centuries, but very much alive today. Pack your bags, get ready for takeoff, and let Turkish Airlines take you on a journey to more than 270 destinations in over 100 countries around the world, including Sarajevo. Turkish flies there 18 times a week. With a fleet of more than 285 state-of-the-art aircraft, no destination is too far. Turkish Airlines, widen your world. Just arrived in front of one of the most obvious symbols of the continuing international influence in Bosnia. It's not the Ottoman Empire or the Austro-Hungarian Empire anymore, it's the European Union and the special representative of the Un European Union in Sarajevo is just about the most powerful diplomatic figure in the country. My name is, is Lars Wiegemark, I'm the EU special representative and also the EU head of delegation to Bosnia-Herzegovina. I do see change. Uh, here, uh, most of it for for the better, and I think we are at a, at a, one of those moments in in history where, looking back ten or fifteen, twenty years from now, we will say, okay, that's when this country and Sarajevo started to 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 really change. But so you should come now if you want to see the place before it <laughs> it changes uh, and becomes more like uh, a lot of other European capitals. Everybody has an idea of what they think Bosnia is. They've heard all about the conflict. The, the First World War anniversary obviously reminded people of, of that element of the city's history as well. But, but, but for you as a resident here and, and, a, and an expert in what's been going on in, in, in Sarajevo over the years, what would you say are the aspects of the city, the attractive aspects, which are most likely to surprise people? Spending up to a, a week in Sarajevo and surroundings as a, a tourist, you, you can't go wrong because there's going to be something here that you will enjoy, be it you know music, theatre, museums, uh, if you like nature, there's plenty to do around the city, some very scenic spots. And again, it's not, not overly crowded. Um, there are plenty of hotels. Now I was surprised how many hotels there are, but I think that's a symptom of the fact that the city is becoming more attractive, there are more visitors. And um, there's also some very good shopping, I must say, and prices are extremely reasonable. You know, you can get a, a coffee here for um, half a euro. It's, it's very reasonable. And um, I would say come here now, because <laughs> that's not going to last forever again. <laughs> you know, it's going to become at some point more of a uh, of an ordinary uh, European uh, capital, for better or worse. 
Sarajevo is definitely a city of culture. Some of the former Yugoslavia's best-loved singers come from the city, and new stars are emerging. People like Emira Medunjanin, Borjo Vrecho, and the Balkans' favorite satirical rock band, Dubioza Collective. Other performing arts are also well represented. International theater and film festivals started during the siege of Sarajevo in the early 1990s and they're still going strong today. And there's a multitude of museums, although they're in a somewhat precarious position due to political wrangles over their funding. So the recent reopening of the National Museum is a cause for cautious celebration. But now, let's go to a slightly smaller institution. Well, if you say the word Sarajevo, you think about all the historical events which have taken place in the city. And fittingly, there are many museums which commemorate everything that's gone on here down the generations, down the centuries. And uh, just walking in now to one of the, uh, the, the, the smaller and more attractive museums in the city, which is the, the Museum of uh, Literature and Theatre Arts. Have I done that correctly? Yeah, literature and performing arts. And Sheila Slahabovic, who is uh, putting me right on everything here, yeah. <laughs> is the director uh, of, of this museum. Now, th this is a f tell me about your place first of all, because it's a beautiful building. What are we looking at? Uh, museum of Literature and Performing Arts uh, was uh, established 55 years ago. All our manuscripts and uh, archival materials on, on uh, every possible performing arts artifacts of Bosnia and Herzegovina is here. And this is all the different cultures you've, you've had here in, uh, over the generations, you know? Yes, it's true, it's true. As, as, as the collections of every museum in Sarajevo, as the city of Sarajevo is, it's a reminder of, of our history just across the street, like mm. two meters from us, was uh, uh, Fragirga Martic worked. He was the friar who uh, translated Bible into our language, local language. So the first Bible in our language was uh, like uh, translated in this uh, in this street where we mm. when we stand, like uh, 500 meters from here. Uh, Sarajevo assassination mm. happened. In fact, can we can we walk out yes. and just just take a look because. If we just walk out of this beautiful uh, museum, uh, it, is, uh, it is true that that like two kilometers from our museum, around our museum, like half of European history happened. It's if you just walk out the museum, you can see like that we don't need even museums if you have the streets of Sarajevo. <laughs> Sarajevo still has that edge of a city which is a little unsure of where it's going, but there's a warm welcome for visitors and an increase in arrivals can only be good news for the people who live here. You can stay at the historical reconstructed Hotel Europe on the edge of Bashchasha. There's also the quirky family-run Hotel Michel, a favourite of famous visitors like Bono and Richard Gere. Or head for the hills where hotel and restaurant Kibe is a real treat with spectacular views. The only problem, if you can call it a problem, is that word is spreading. Sarajevo's not overrun by tourists yet, but perhaps it would be a good idea to come now before everyone else does. For Monocle in Sarajevo, I'm Guy Delaunay. And that is all for this edition of The Voyager. My thanks to Guy Delaunay in Sarajevo and Toby Hammond here in London. Next week on the programme, we're heading to Nairobi. I hope you can join us then. I'm Steve Bloomfield. Until we board the Voyager again, happy travels.